Hi, I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Anne Nolan. Anne and I met this past year. We hit it off as we both love books and have kids around the same ages. She has floated so many great book recommendations to me, so I knew she would come up with an awesome book flight when I asked. Her book flight today features books that have lots of family dynamics with a little bit of romance mixed in. Sounds like a great combo. Welcome to the show, Anne. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming on. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? So um, my name is Anne, and I am married to my husband, Colin. We have two kids, um, Crosby and Caroline. Um, We live here in San Diego, but we've bounced around to Florida and Virginia because we're a Navy family as well. Um, I am an art teacher, and I get to teach at my kids' school, which is amazing. And I love to read. Yeah, what a great opportunity that you get to share that with your kids and be their teacher. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's wonderful. I actually had a cousin that was a substitute teacher in my school, my elementary school. And I remember the the one time she taught my class and I was in first grade at the time. And I literally thought it was the coolest thing ever. And you can see that it is so imprinted on my mind because I still remember that. when my cousin Heidi came and was a substitute teacher in my class. So I'm sure your kids probably feel the same. Like it's like this famous person that is entering the room and it's their mom and it was the coolest. So yeah, I'm definitely hoping that his memories start in kindergarten. He remembers this first year. So yeah. Yeah. And I know that you and I, when we were kind of chatting about having you come on the show, we had initially floated around the idea of doing something with picture books, but I love the book flight that you have come up with. So but book, picture books, I think, would be your forte, right? Being an art teacher. So I feel like. Yes, I am obsessed. <laughs> we have a very big shelf. Actually, Crosby's shelf is now at the maximum. So I'm going to have to move them over to other shelves in the house. Um, but having my mom as a teacher. And so she always read to us growing up. And so now I have so many picture books that I use in my classroom and then also with my kiddos. That's so fun. Was she an art teacher as well? She was a, I don't know what the term for it now is, but like pull out for gifted students. Okay. All right. So, and then did she give you books like as hand-me-downs for your kids? So are some of these from your collection? Yeah. So some of them say like happy first birthday and, or like Christmas from 1996 or whatever. So sweet. Yeah. So she, we have three other sisters. So four girls. And she split them up. We like went to our house after college and like said, these are mine. These are mine. And um, so a good portion of them are from her as well. Oh, I love that. I have a couple books. My mom saved like a one of those like paper boxes of my picture books. I'm sure she saved many more than that. But like what has trickled down in the years has been this one box of like copier paper, (laughs) like that size box. And so we've been taking, gradually taking books home, like after we'll travel back to the house, because going in the airplane, right, we can only take so much. And now the kids think it's so funny because I had like written my name, you know, 
in the books and it was i was probably like first grade i was probably like marcos's age when i wrote in there because they're like mommy your handwriting i was like well yeah (laughs) i was probably seven or eight when i was writing in this book that it was like property of kara like yeah well now it comes full circle when i'm like dear crosby and caroline this is for you know easter and i'm like i'm the mom writing them in the book yeah i've actually we've ended up with a couple books like we've gotten from goodwill or those little free libraries around the community and i'll have those little inscriptions in there like from the family member right and it's the sweetest thing it melts my heart every time i'm like i don't even know who these two people are but this is so sweet (laughs) i'm glad i get to witness this love that went into this book for many years yes so well i love that well why don't you tell us a little bit how you fit reading into your life right now um, audiobooks. <laughs> I listen because I need to do something while I'm cooking or I'm folding laundry after dropping the kids off from school, picking them up, things like that. Um, uh, I read what I call book books. So that's a hard copy book, I- but only really, yeah, book books I read at nighttime. Um, okay. so like for an hour at night, I get that time, but Everything else is audiobooks, just random times throughout the day. Okay. And do you read all types of books on audio or do you have like books you make that are book books and books that are audiobooks or <laughs> how do you do separate out the genres question. like that? Yeah. So when I find fictional books, I'm normally reading those. Those are book books. And then nonfiction, I, re- I listen to. Yeah. Yeah. I find that that's a good way to do it, too. For some reason, with the nonfiction books, I get really sleepy if I try to read them. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes, this is general, but they're more appropriate to listen out loud to also in the car. Yeah. Maybe it brings us back to, like, lectures in the classroom or something. But I feel like there's so much out there and so much good in them and things I want to learn. So I know they're important. um, But I found that that is the best mode for me to actually get through them is via audio. So yes, agreed, agreed. Well, that is great. So today we have a book flight and I have the privilege of knowing I think they're all fictional books, right? Yes. So um, why don't you start by telling us what the first book is of our pairing today? Okay. They're all, like you said, the family dynamics kind of books um, because I grew up in a large family and so did my husband. And so this one is We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang. And it is about a Catholic Irish family. And there's three brothers and a girl named Sunday. So Sunday is our main character. And she's living in New York with her family. They own a bar, which is kind of stereotypical Irish Catholic family. (laughs) And um, she falls in love with her high school sweetheart. And, um, which I can relate to because I'm married to mine and unexpectedly something happens, which I can't tell you, but (laughs) she (laughs) moves to New York. So they're on the verge of getting married. Everything is going well. And all of a sudden she leaves her whole family and this long-term boyfriend and moves to New York, um, to start a new life. And you're like, why is this happening? So you're not even told really in the story what's happening at that point. No. So it's actually, I can tell you this part because it's the first like five pages, but the story starts with her getting in a car accident in New York City. And you're like, 
being told all of these things, but not why she's there and why her family's back in, um, actually wait, she's in a car accident in Los Angeles and not why she's back in, um, New York. Oh, okay. All right. So anyway, she is living in Los Angeles and her whole family is back in New York and her mother dies and she gets into this car accident and her brother is the one that she calls from the hospital and says, I need you to come help me and come take care of me. Um, so he flies out and brings her back to New York. And so they're all back in New York, but she's been away for five years. And her brother and this ex that she had are the ones that are running the bar now. Okay. So she she um, works on the books for the bar because the bar is kind of struggling right now financially. And they have to kind of figure out why she left. And there's things happening, kind of shady things happening to the bar. People are um, breaking things and doing things to scare them. And so it's about this family trying to survive with this bar and her past love and all of those little secrets that you don't know about. Ah, okay. And I could see we're coming back. You're just like, she's being launched back into this unexpectedly, right? So she's like having to dig into this. And is she yes. moved back under the guise of like, she's only going to go there for the healing and then she's going to go back? Yes. Okay. So she goes back to recover and then realizes that their finances are a mess. Okay. Because it's being run by her brothers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she needs to jump in and help with the books. All right. Okay. And then the story plays out from there. Do we learn the secrets along the course of the book, like as you continue on? Yes. Yeah, so what I love about it is that each character talks from their perspective. So you're like, oh, the ex-boyfriend has this thing to say, and she has this other thing. And you're like, why don't you guys just talk to each other and then you could work it out or whatever. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite things about reading it is because you get to see all the different characters. Um, interpretations of what's happening okay all right and then does it like reveal a little nugget of information like after each character this is what I'm envisioning right like kind of like a mystery in a way right like it unfolds yes. a little bit more with each character yes it okay. definitely has those elements as well oh that sounds really interesting <laughs> <laughs> does it tie it up nicely at the end I it depends on how you feel about okay. the characters okay all right. So you could either go both, you know, either way. All right. Oh, well, that sounds really interesting. Do yes. you have anything else you want to add about that? Um, Just that I picked it because of the cover. <laughs> I am a cover art person. This sounds like it, it fits has, you. <laughs> yes. It has a bunch of shamrocks on the cover, which is appropriate for St. Patrick's Day. Um. But it's just visually when I walk into a bookstore and I see the spread, I am drawn to certain books. So I was drawn to this one for the bold cover art. 
but oh that's really fun yeah. um i also love that her name is sunday and she's from this large irish catholic family i feel like that's so fitting of a name for the character <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't yes. know her at all but just from that premise i'm like this fits her very well <laughs> So, all right, cool. Well, that was We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang. What is the next uh, book that you have for our book flight today? Okay, so the next one I have is The Henna Artist by Alka Joshi. And I love this one because I love art. And henna, if some people don't know about it, is comes in like a more liquid form. And in the... Indian culture they put it on their skin to decorate for weddings and different events and so this woman um Lakshmi she is so it takes place in India in the 1950s and so she is in an abusive marriage and so she runs away from that husband and she becomes the henna artist to the wealthy women in Jaipur Okay. And yes, <laughs> I love it because there's a little gossip, there's the little art and the climax or the beginning climax of the story is her husband shows up and she's in a panic and she's like, he was abusive. What does he want from me? And it turns out he doesn't want money. He wants to introduce her to her sister who she's never met. Wow. Wow. Yes. Did she know she had the sister? She did not know she had this sister. Oh, wow. Okay. But the sister found the husband and he said, I can't help you. I'm kind of a deadbeat. So I'll bring you to um, Lakshmi and she can, you know, help you out. So it's about their relationship and her her older sister teaching her younger sister about the ways of this wealthy Indian culture. Okay. Um, she needs to find a husband or wants to find a husband. And so there's also a little matchmaking going on and secrets about who the best suitor would be for her sister. And she, um, Lakshmi does not want to get married. She's like, I'm not looking for a husband. I'm good with this single life and having these friends, but she's trying to help her younger sister out. And, um, so yeah. I'm I'm envisioning that Lakshmi, like I think about you go to the hair salon, right? And like you're hearing all these people around you just gossiping. And I feel like they're almost a therapist of sorts. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, that is so, definitely. Okay. I was like, I'm envisioning like in her job and in her role that women probably talk the same, right? It's almost like going to the beauty, you know, the beauty shop and you're hearing all of this happening. Yeah. I mean, they had like scheduled appointments and also special occasions and she also did little secret jobs for them on the side, which in the 1950s, maybe women needed and she could provide services for them. That was like secret. Yeah. And I'm also thinking too, probably in the 1950s, like a single woman making her way probably was, is that even accepted in their culture? Like, or. Yeah. That's one of the controversies in the book. Um, she works really hard and actually saves money to buy her own house. And that's like a very beautiful um, scene where she's walking around like talking about the tile on the floor. And I'm just like, you, I'm so proud of you. You fictional character. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you're like rooting for the character along the way. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I 
feel like I tend to gravitate towards books or novels, whichever way you want to look at them, in fictional stories when I actually like the character, when I'm rooting for them. I've read some books with book club over the years, and I'm like, where I don't love the character, and I, ha- I just have a hard time with those types of books. They don't tend to be ones that stick with me. <laughs> that makes sense, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this one sounds like it'd be right up my alley if I can root along for the character. Yes. Do you learn about the like how they do the henna art as well a little bit? Mm-hmm. She, okay. The author does a good job of describing it to someone that has never gotten it done. I my sister in law did it um, on my hands and feet in high school. Yeah, it was like, ooh, we're rebels. We're getting little tattoos, henna tattoos. But yeah. it um, is very beautiful. I've definitely seen it. And we went to Morocco when I <laughs> lived overseas, and it was a girls' trip. And I remember we. Our flight was out that afternoon and we're like, okay, we had a couple other shops we wanted to go back to before we were taking the cab. And one of them was actually to go get henna art on our hands to take back with us because we wanted to do it on the very last day. And then that way it would last over our um, yeah, trip. Yeah. So I remember us all like patiently waiting, like, are we going to be able to do this before we have to go to catch the cab to take our flight back? And and we all made it and we all got our little henna art. So that was really fun. It's but- tedious. I mean, it take- it's very time consuming and you have to sit still or... If you move, you could smudge it. It's an act of patience, I definitely. Yeah. And well, even the artist that did it for us, she recommended because she knew we were short on time. She's like, I would pick, you know, she kind of directed us towards designs that were a little bit easier to do that wouldn't have been so time consuming, but they were still beautiful and they were awesome. So, (laughs) all right. Anything else you want to add about that one? Um, I have a, another recommendation of a book real quick that is also related to the Indian culture. Yeah, let's hear it. So it's called The Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows. I've seen this one so much. I have not picked it up, but I have seen it mentioned a lot. So the fun thing about <laughs> this book, oh, it's by Bali Kaur Joshwell. Okay. I think I said that right. The fun thing about this book is that I did not read the description. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, oh, this sounds interesting. And I just started, I hit play and I'm listening to it. And I was every little turn. I'm like, oh, oh okay. This is something I wasn't expecting. But um, it's about a girl named Nikki. And she is teaching a creative writing course in London. And so she knows what she's doing, but the women that have signed up for this course um, think that it's a just like learning basic English course. Interesting. And yes. <laughs> and so there are all these widows that show up to learn basic English and she's like, no, we're going to write stories. And mm-hmm. so then to hear the stories that they come up with some of them are beautiful and erotic as the title suggests (laughs) some of them are heartbreakingly sad um and deals with the dynamics of that culture and the power dynamics of men and women and she realizes that these women have so much to offer and no one listens to these widows so this is her like their their outlet to write these stories. Um, unexpectedly, the stories are found. <laughs> oh no! By someone who 
a male um, that's important in this culture society um, at the little community center that she's working at. And then drama ensues from finding these stories. Um, So yeah, anyway, I just loved it because it's so amazing. And you know this um, because we do Bible study together about women that are older than you that can just provide so much knowledge and insight to things. And I think that people don't always listen to, they're like, oh, no, I got it. I don't need your advice or I don't need your history lesson. But there's so much fruitfulness in in listening. Yeah, I think there's something, and as you were kind of talking about that, right, that their stories weren't valued or even heard. I, I think that that's something that is so beautiful. My dad like kind of imprinted that on me. Like everybody has a story to tell. Like you might judge the book by that cover, but they have an incredible story like going on inside. And I think that to like automatically just dismiss this group of women, right, that really have something beautiful to give. Um, and yeah, like you said, like just establishing those communities where you have all ages that are contributing to the conversation, contributing to their wealth of knowledge, right? And giving that to you, I think um, we've kind of gotten away from that as a society, right? Like I know it's really important. It's really important, but I know I I look at it for my kids too of like their perspective. Like I hope that like can we find a way to get back there, right? Because I feel like if we're already feeling that, like how are they going to feel when they're down the line, right? Of um, so ways finding avenues, you know, like we're, yeah, in I want Bible their stage. children to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's, um, but yeah, that's a great point. And I really love that you gave this pairing with it. Cause I love learning about these cultures that I know nothing about. So this is a mm-hmm. really great way you could do this like deep dive. Right. And you could learn about the Indian culture. Um, and I think that that's really cool. And I that's why I like reading. I like reading to learn about a place. I like reading to learn about types of people, right? A type of culture. And I really love it. And especially if it's tied into a fictional story, I think for me that I, I get so much more out of it, right? It gives me this visual picture of, of it as well. Yes. Yes. I'm definitely a people watcher. <laughs> so in books, you get to get inside their heads and find out more about them but it, it satisfies that need for me to learn about other people. So Yeah. Super cool. Well, thank you for that. So the book um, for the flight we have was The Henna Artist by Alka Joshi. But then you could pair that if you want to keep going down that, I guess, a rabbit hole a little bit, right? Would be Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows. And I will include all these books in the show notes, listeners. So don't worry about writing them down. (laughs) Okay, so then what is the last book of our pairing today? Okay, so the last one is called The Stationery Shop by Marjan Kamali. And okay, after I read this book, I was like, I found a gem. I want to tell everybody. <laughs> Yay. Love yes. those. <laughs> Makes me so happy because I hadn't heard about it from anyone else. Um, I think this cover art's very beautiful too, isn't it? With like flowers yes. on it. Okay. I have not read it, but I've seen it again, float through my spaces. It's probably on my TBR of 500 books, but that's yes. <laughs> for a different It's a day. small little <laughs> cute book. It's not like, so this is for someone if they want to just read it in a couple days. It's not hard to digest. It's a nice story. Okay. So. 
Um, so the girl's name is Roya, and she is living in Iran in the 1950s. And she's a young girl at this time when the book starts, and she goes into a stationery shop, which I'm visualizing in my head. So there's books, and there's beautiful paper, and the pencils, and everything that you would ever want, sure. um, basically, my dream store. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mr. Fakri is the store owner and he's eyeing her this is like a spot that she goes to after school he will pick out things and suggest them to her um, different books and she is a budding poet so he recommends poetry to her and there's also a gentleman named Bahman and so Bahman is another young kid who goes into the store so they go in separate times Roya and Batman and the store owner Mr. Fakran becomes kind of a cupid (laughs) between (laughs) these two um, kids and so they're adolescents they're old enough to date and fall in love and so they start noticing each other and they write little notes back and forth in the books on the shelves which is adorable Cute. And Bachman comes from a wealthier family. So this is the tale as old as time. He comes from a wealthy family. She does not. So his mother's saying, no, you cannot be with her. You cannot okay. fall in love with her. And we find out little things about his mom in the history of her romantic life and why she's made certain decisions for her son. Okay. To the point where she takes him away from this town to like move away to be away from um, Roya, which is really sad. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they um, they're supposed to meet up one night, and the address gets mixed up. They were going to run away and get married, and that does not pan out. So. You find out at the end that they get to meet each other again. So they finally get reconnected, and then you get a lot of your questions answered. Okay. All right. But I could see, like you said, that tale is all this time where the family starts meddling because the mom doesn't think it's okay. And I guess probably in the 50s, right, you could do drastic enough measures where you completely remove the child from the situation. I mean, I don't feel like you hear that happening much anymore. That seems like a drastic measure. For sure. It was like a, we're going to our second home or third home and wherever. Oh, yeah, because they were rich. Yes. And then, yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Well, I like this that you said, too. This is like an easier read that, you know, this could be a good, like, pick it up to go to the beach or you're going out of, you know, a long weekend away or something. Like, this could be a great read to pick up for that. So I like that. Yeah, it's not like 400 pages or anything. So, yeah. <laughs> And do you get, like, a sense of the place of Iran as well? A little bit, but not as much as, like, the previous ones I've discussed. Okay. All right. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. So have to bump that one up on my TBR. <laughs> this is my nudge, right, to read it. Um, okay. Anything else you want to add about that one? I loved the book because I also loved that their meet cute was in, like, a stationery shop where – books were the common and poetry was the commonality yeah 
when you find out like how two people fell in love and that was like the reason I was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Book lovers. Right. We, we yeah. love that. That's so sweet. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, I know you sent me cause you were so fantastic when I asked you to do this. You sent me a couple <laughs> other of honorable mentions of books. It, I did. So I know a lot of people have been talking about Taylor Jenkins read yeah. lately because of Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, I just popped up Netflix the other day. I saw it was up. Yes. So her first one I read of first was Malibu Rising. Okay. And that one goes along with my whole family dynamics is because it's about four siblings. I'm like, oh, I'm from a family of four. Loved it. And they're all famous. So that just happens. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So that's set in Malibu in 1980s. And we have a surfer and a supermodel. And there's two brothers that um, like the same girl. I'm just going to say it. Okay. So that's a whole thing. <laughs> yep. And then the youngest daughter, they have this big party. And the youngest daughter invites their estranged father to the party. And so the whole book is about one night, which is very interesting to me. I've oh, never okay. I've never read a book where it was like day to night. And that yeah. was the whole book. I mean, there's flashbacks, sure. But her detail and you were learning about each of the siblings and what their issues are and what their like goal is of the night like one's like oh i'm gonna find a hot guy and one's like oh, i'm gonna finally tell you know so and so that i love her or Interesting. i'm gonna okay. bring our father and everyone's gonna freak out like <laughs> yeah. okay so that's my extra love taylor jenkins read but if you're into daisy jones read malibu rising <laughs> okay all right very good yeah. to know Yes. I am I'm, I'm hesitant to even say that I haven't picked up any of her books. I don't know why they've never like floated up to the top, but. Oh my gosh. I met her. Well, I'm, I was in the same auditorium as her. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Did you go to like one of her like author events? Yes. She came okay. to San Diego State a few months ago. Oh. And because her new one came out, Carrie is oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so my husband plays tennis and I liked her and I was like, this will be really good. And she was. She was phenomenal. I, I anyway, I yeah, love her. I can't believe actually now that I've been paying attention to author events, like Kristen Hanna is coming next week and my mom's yes. going to be here and we're going. $10 for the ticket. I was like, yes, I will be there. Um, I feel like everyone should subscribe to their local bookstore because they have yes. authors that come through and it's amazing. And I would have never thought. So the local bookstore, Warwick's, they have people come in all the time and they post like authors signing, like author. And I'm like, just she should just go sit in a <laughs> in the yeah. bookstore and wait for them to be like, this is so-and-so and then walk up to them. I know. Well, and <laughs> I've never even been to that bookstore. I just saw the name of it because I saw Kristen Hanna was coming and then I like fo started following their page so I could pay attention to the to these events. And I can't believe all the like big names that come through. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So, well, I have a question for you for your dessert pairing today. What way you would like to take this? So I thought of a couple books. Okay. Um, 
One is definitely all about family dynamics, and it reminds me of the way you described the first book, where you're kind of hearing of the different siblings along the way, like in their perspective in the same story. Okay. Um, the other one is about a Palestinian family and kind of their um, and their life. Or the last one is, it goes a little bit further back. It goes to like the late 1800s. And it's about a family that moves out to what's considered the Arizona territories at the time. Like Arizona was not even a state. Um, And it's about them like setting up a home on the frontier. So, but they all kind of fit in your realm of like some family dynamics, some romance in there. Um, so. So I have to pick A, B, or C? Yeah, you get to pick A, B, or C. So Arizona Territories, Palestinian family, or um, like strong family dynamics from multiple perspectives. Let's go with that one. Okay. This is one of the best books I've read like in recent. I read it last year, but it came out in the 80s. It's called The Shell Seekers by Rosamunde Pilcher. Um, and I know you haven't read this because I like specifically asked you if you had, but this was a, it's such a great book. It is a lengthy book, but don't be afraid of that because it is such a page turner and the story just like keeps going. So don't look at it and be like, oh gosh, this is really long, but it's worth okay. it. Okay. The main character is actually Penelope Keating and you, she becomes, she's like the mother in the story. And so you start to learn about her and you learn about her life and you learn about her life for some from her perspective, but she also then has three children. And so you also then will get like a whole couple chapters will be like from her daughter, Olivia's perspective. And then it'll be from her son's perspective. And I love kind the of, jumping. Cool. Yes. But it all <laughs> makes sense. And the timeline flows. So you do jump between characters as you're reading this, but the timeline flows through. Um, again, like you said, there are some flashbacks, but starting out, she was a young girl. Um, I believe it was before the start of World War II, and she lived this life that was very different from her peers. Her father was an artist, and so he was always painting, and I think her mother was significantly younger than her father. So just a very, like, bohemian-type lifestyle. So, like, in the 30s and 40s, like, that was not what her peers were growing up as. But Fast forward, you learn pretty early on that she has saved some of her father's works. And this is like, I think in the 80s, it's now set. But she comes to realize one of her father's paintings, which are her favorite. She has a couple panels in her house. And then she has, and actually, I'm realizing how fitting this is for you because her father (laughs) is an artist. She has this main picture. It's called The Shell Seekers. And it's sitting above their mantle in her home. And it is worth a small fortune at this point but she does not want to part with it because it is her most beloved painting of her father's and it's like all she has she's like but her children have very different ideas about what they think she should do with this painting and so the story progresses and they would go to cornwall for vacations and that's where her father did a he got a lot of inspiration it's i didn't say that but it's set in england But he gets a lot of inspiration for his paintings. And so she has been asking over the years, kind of this premise keeps coming back of like, she's asked all her kids to go back to Cornwall with her. And they've all been too, quote unquote, busy with their lives to do this. Um, And so she meets 
some new friends along the way. And finally, this girl, and I can't, now I'm like having a moment of like, how did this girl come into her life? But she decides to go back with her to Cornwall. And her this she, Penelope's getting up there in her years. So she knows this is kind of going to be her last chance to make it to Cornwall. But it's this beautiful story. The writing is so great. It really puts you into the place and you get these beautiful visuals, which I think you'll appreciate when she finally makes it to Cornwall. She does a lot of gardening about the beauty of her garden. Um, oh, actually, I remember how they come into her life. Her her sibling, her, her siblings, I'm sorry, her children are after her that she needs to start getting help around the house because she's getting older and she can't do it all herself. And so these, they're like, mom, you need to hire someone to help you with the garden. If you're going to maintain all this, you need to hire someone to help you. And so this young gentleman comes in and he starts taking care of her landscaping and helping her with the garden. And meanwhile, and I can just see this happening, right? Like you see this in your own family, right? With aging people in your family, but like, no, I can handle it myself. I don't need the extra help, right? And I get that, like giving up your independence is... I'm sure a very hard thing to do, right? Like when you're physically, like you're mentally, like can still do it, but physically your body might not be there. But it's Mm -hmm. this beautiful sweeping story of her lifetime and about the Shell Seekers painting. I mean, I feel like those two tidbits would not be enough to make you want to read this story, but I promise you it is so good. (laughs) No, it sounds great. Um, And yeah, it is lengthy, but don't don't be intimidated by that because it'll it'll keep you going and there was never a moment where like I've said this on one other episode with my aunt where like sometimes if books where I've like put effort into it and I'm like maybe a third of the way or even halfway into it and I'm like well I'm gonna finish at this point but I need something to keep me going I'll like go peek at the end of the book to like see what happens to be like you're one of those people no so I didn't have to do that with this book though and I read it as a paperback I want to say it's like was like 580 pages like it's pretty lengthy but the story kept moving at a very nice pace or I did not feel like I had to go peeking at the end no you're good (laughs) now it's like is it 10 hours is it 12 hours can I read it in you know an hour each day and get my um 14 days when I have to give it back to the library. But oh, yeah. I That's how I look at it now. Which library do you get from? Because I get 21 days. The Libby app. You might be able to change your settings to 21 days. Oh, look okay. Look on the thing. When you go to check it out, there's usually a drop down. You might be able to change it to 21 days. I'm assuming we're in the same library system and I get 21 days and I don't, and out of Libby. So I'm like, I don't know how. I, I might that. still be borrowing from Virginia Beach. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is, that's like the beauty of military life, people yeah. that are not in it. Like you get to keep your old library card for a while. And so you can keep checking out from other libraries, which is really nice for getting you options. <laughs> yeah. I think I still might be in their system because I, I don't know. I've only lived here for three years. Still haven't changed over. But Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, I was going to say, because San Diego, I get 21 days. So some Ooh, magic Maybe there. I'll have to switch before I move again. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's also two library systems here. Like there's a county library system and a public library system. So you oh. can get double, you know, the bang for your buck here. You get yeah, two my husband also keeps telling from. me there's something through the military that you can get books through. Yes. I was I a just... part of it when we lived in Sicily. I can't you can get I... magazines and different stuff like that. Yeah. I can tell you the name of it right now, but there is something because that's what we rented through when we lived there. Um but yeah, anyway, so you could go get two library cards for San Diego as a parting gift to rent books from for a little while. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, 
Okay, so that was The Shell Seekers. It might be a good book for you. I was actually thinking for your move that you could like just have this one long book to take with you. You don't need to feel like you need seven books. You could just take one long one. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have this funny story. So I guess it was one of the first times I was flying with my kids. And you know, before kids, you bring like a book or two. Yeah. I legitimately <laughs> packed two books in my backpack. And I was like, wait, I have children. What am I doing? <laughs> like, why am I bringing books on this plane when I'm just going to be their entertainment the whole time? Oh, yeah. Anyway, that was I a know. sad day. But I still yeah. always, I now what I do is I'll have the audiobook because that way, if they're like entertained, I'll just like put my AirPod in and I'll like listen to the audiobook and then that way I can like keep monitoring them visually. I sometimes do that at the beach too because then like they're like playing in the sand or they're doing their yeah. sand toys, but I'm like, I don't want to have my eyes down in case they went towards the water. So if I have my audiobook on, I can still visually pay attention and they're all busy. <laughs> yes, that works. The AirPods came at a good time for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's finish up today with our bonus pairing. So these are just some quick questions you can give your answers to and we'll finish up there. So where is your favorite place to read? In my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Love books. it. Yeah. Yes. Book books, end of the day, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then what is one book you have read that has changed your life? So Plain Truth by Jody Pico. Okay. And it's because it introduced me to her as an author. Oh, nice. Okay. And so that introduced me to the joy of reading for pleasure. Okay. Because she was like my gateway into reading as an adult or after college for pleasure. Yeah. And um, Plain Truth is about an Amish woman. And she is accused of having a baby and abandoning, abandoning it in the barn on her property. Oh, wow. Um, she's 18 years old. And there is an attorney that's called in from the big city. Her name is Ellie. And she has to investigate this whole issue, talking to the family, witnesses. And Jody Pico is very good at describing it from the main character's point of view. So the little girl's name is Katie or the 18-year-old girl's name is Katie. And then also from like the legal side. And so I liked that introduction and all of her books are just amazing in my perspective. I've read basically all of them, maybe like one or two I'm missing. And she's written almost like 20, I think. Yeah. She's a pretty prolific writer. Yes. You like her, right? I've only actually read one by her. Is it the storyteller? Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say that, of course. (laughs) And maybe, actually, I would have to check my, this is why I have a Goodreads account, because I, if I, like, read things six years ago, I still have a hard time remembering. Um, But I feel like maybe I've read one other one by her. I'll text you later. (laughs) But it's just so fun when you find an author, and then you can read all of their stuff, and you're loving each one. That's so fun for me. And I think she does, her work is so varied that I think, right, like, you don't feel like you kind of get bogged down in a similar style book. Yeah, her yeah. topics are very different. Her topics are so – she just does excellent research, in my opinion. So that's what makes them um, good to read. 
Yeah. And I had a friend say it to me recently, so I'm totally going to give her name's Liliana. She's already been on here twice, Um, (laughs) but that she does realistic fiction. And I had to be like, wait, like what's realistic fiction? She's like, oh, like Jodi Picoult. And I was like, oh, okay. Now that you say that, ding, ding, ding. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, great. I will have to take a look at that one. Um, So which do you prefer, audio or hard copy? I feel like we know the answer to this, but. Yeah, I'm kind of a collector of the hard copies, though. Like, I have a lot of them. I'm I'm going to say 50-50 because I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really A time 50, and a place 50. for both, maybe, right? For you, it yeah, sounds like. I have both going always at the same time. So I always have an audio and always have a book book. Um, okay. I like to keep my options open if I'm in the mood for either one. Yeah. I agree with you on that, for sure. <laughs> All right. And then last question, what are you reading next? So this is very exciting for me. I am really into this podcast called Coffee and Crumbs. Okay. And the creator of that podcast is Ashley Gad. And she just came out with her book. It's nonfiction. And it's called Create Anyway. Um, The Joy of Pursuing Creativity in the Margins of Motherhood. Oh, I love that. And so as an artist and you, I feel like this is an art form, creativity. I um, got into her launch, like pre-launch group. So I have an advanced copy of this book I'm reading right now. Oh, so fun. Okay. Yes. It comes out at the end of March. And so we're all reading it. There's a group of ladies and we're chatting about it and talking to her. And I'm like, my gosh, I can't believe I'm in this group. But it's just so insightful about creating when you can and the purpose of creating. And um, there's a lot of spiritual elements as well, which I like. Um, But I think it's important as moms to keep creating in whatever form that is for you. So, yeah, I agree. Do if this is like a personal question, you don't feel like you need to, you don't have to answer, but do you feel like, cause this is how I felt. I felt like I kind of lost myself a little bit when I had babies. Oh, your identity is just, yeah. Yes. And I started yes. staying at home <laughs> and I never envisioned that for my life. Right. Like I'm like, I'm a PT. I'm going to be a PT forever. And like, yeah, I'll have a family and I'll go back to being a PT. But like, here I am not doing that. Right. Like, and it mm-hmm. totally made me do this like about face a little bit. And I'm not, saying that in a bad way at all but it's taken me my oldest is seven seven years to like find my identity again I know bit. I mean I went back to teaching this year my son's six so I mean we need a little breathing room yeah and then you discovered this podcasting is something for you it's a creative outlet and I got to go back to teaching art and painting a little bit more I'm not going to say like I'm painting all the time but just to get it in there to it's good for your soul so yeah yeah it's crazy like it's nothing that I like prepared you know like I think as a little girl right you're like oh I'm gonna have this family and I'm gonna have this and I'm gonna do that and like it was not something I was prepared for by any means but it's been really cool too (laughs) yeah people never know like when you're gonna go back full-time or what you're gonna do you know 10 years down the road with whatever your creative endeavors are so yeah 
Yeah. Well, can you ping me again at the end of March when it comes out? Because I really want to pick that up. It sounds Absolutely. Great. I was like, oh, I want to give it to you, but it's not out. It's just on pre-order right now. Uh, yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Ping me again when that comes out because that sounds really great. And it seems like a book that would just fill our cup a, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I so appreciate it. I know your time is precious and I thank you for coming. Thank you so much. It was fun. Thank you so much for listening to Ann Nolan and I in our discussion today of her book flight, Family Dynamics with a Side of Romance. We'd love to hear what other books you might pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show. So if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.